0: Sage is fighting the fight He has fought cities He has fought counties Politicians Naysayers Hell, he's even fought mayors Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement A weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide And all other things considered homeless? (laughs) Yes Broadcasting live from your Alexa device the Radio Free Network app, IOS, WMVU.org, Men Voices United, and the RadioFreenetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Man, I watched that intro. I don't, I've only watched it because I'm, I stream this live now. I used to, I just used to just put it in the uh, uh, show. But yeah, sage fighting this person, sage fighting that person, sage fight, 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 fight. It's true. It's exhausting. Like, oh my God, who else can I fight? Hi, (laughs) Omi. It's good to see you. (laughs) I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do except yell and fight. I promised I wouldn't kill anybody. So I, I just yell and fight. And then I get yelled at for yelling and fighting. Um, <laughs> uh, I just remember um Shamus Malik, who's my councilman, like was trying to shame me because I was being too loud or too something. And I just in my head, I'm like, dude. I am not burning buildings down. I am not killing people. Those are the things I want to do, but I'm I'm still too loud. I'm still too obnoxious. My tone is off. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my, God. My, my, my personal hero is John Brown. He savagely murdered a family out west because they were, like, slaveholders. I'm like, that's who I want to be. But I'm trying to calm myself down, but it's still not calm enough. Do you know? I think um, liberals are becoming conservative. They're the they're like uh, they're the, the thought police. <laughs> Have you noticed? Have you noticed these liberals? like I've recently been called racist because I dared say that these afghan uh refugees are you know jumping in front of the line and everybody else? I'm like, oh, see, that's racist. I'm like and you know. Oh, here I gotta find this one. This was good. Hold on, I gotta show you this. Um, I uh, hold on. Now I'm see. I'm so easily, so easily, can like <laughs> distracted. Here, check this out. Look what this person put up on my screen. They, they were thinking of me. Uh, it says I was hungry and you formed a humanities club and discussed my hunger. (laughs) I love it. I was imprisoned and you crept off quietly to your chapel and prayed for my release. I was naked in your mind. You debated the morality of my appearance. I was sick and you knelt and thanked God for your health. I was homeless and you preached to me of the spiritual shelter of the love of God. I was lonely and you loved me alone and to go and pray for me. (laughs) You seem so holy, so close to God, but I'm still very hungry and lonely and cold. (laughs) That's the liberal of today. You know it is. Now look, if you're not that person, then you're not that person. That's all. That's all. You don't have like if I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking to you. That's all. But you know I'm not lying about this crap. These this is what a typical liberal does. Like sends up prayers and wishes, puts up a a frame maybe around their their Facebook profile page. I've done that about getting the vaccination. But what do they really do? Most do jack shit. I'm sorry. And look, the reason I rail on liberals is because they are my closest relative. uh, Politically, I'm more left than I think your average liberal because obviously I yell and I say shocking things. Say fuck the police once and everybody's outraged. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. Everybody's outraged. Everybody's outraged about everything. Outraged about everything. And so um everything becomes milk toast become what is milk toast? Is that any good? Is that another word for French toast? <laughs> it's, honestly, it sounds good. I think it means it's floppy and soggy, but really delicious. Milk toast. Milk toast. <laughs> um look, I'm tired of conserv I'm tired of liberals yelling at conservatives like liberals have nothing uh, wrong with their shit. Liberals have plenty wrong with their shit. You don't need to be worried about the white supremacists. You don't need to be worried about the Trump supporters. You need to look in your own closet because your closet's fucked up. (laughs) And the reason I'm harboring on your closet is because I know your closet because it's my closet and I'm trying to do something about it, okay? But nobody likes to, you know, I've had a friend tell me that I'm not helping my cause by saying this shit. Well, then fuck you. (laughs) I'm not here to be politically correct. I'm here to speak the truth that is in my brain, okay? And honestly, I prefer it when people say shit about homeless people, black people uh, that, that, that is politically incorrect because then we can finally have a conversation. I like the Confederate flag flying around because I know who that guy is. I'm like, oh, that's you. Hey, buddy, Confederate flag man. Now he has to take down his Confederate flag. I don't know who it is. I don't know. He has to take down his Confederate flag. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like. um, So. Dr. Uh, Kendi teaches that there are two kinds of white people. There are uh, uh, segregationists and assimilationists, and uh, the liberals, the, the 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 conservatives, the the Republicans tend to be segregationists. That's why they move out to like the suburbs, um, and then the uh, liberals tend to be the assimilationists. That like oh we can't say that oh that's oh that's racist oh that's oh I we, we need to have a DEI session about that. <laughs> they have assimilated so we have to say the words that they have approved us saying. Oh uh, protest peacefully, protest peacefully, protest peacefully. Fuck you, motherfucker. That's what I say. That's what I say. <laughs> that's what I say. We need to get other shit out. I get it out. Get it out. And then we have to be able to talk about it. That, that That's one of the reasons why we don't like. um uh, The liberals don't want us to talk about this stuff is because. We don't then have a conversation, then we just all like clench our ass cheeks together and just yell at each other across the room at each other. We're not, you know, we we have monologues at each other. <laughs> That's what Facebook is good for, monologue monologuing at each other. <laughs> Ah, it's great very few people oh my gosh Sparky okay I have a dog problem I have a dog problem my dog is like really um insecure right now and he needs to sit in my lap and he needs cuddles all the time and I don't know what to do about it I don't know what to do Sparky what is the matter is the cat scaring you are you just bored because this is getting hard to work here he comes see I mean I'm sorry honey are you okay and then Clarabelle's jealous Clarabelle doesn't even care Clarabelle here come on up here come on and it's hard being a big puppy when you need to be on somebody's lap I don't know what to do with my puppy because he's he's so sad. I don't get it. Anyways, um he's just been this way the last few days. Like he'll be sleeping on the couch and then he'll like have to um come over and sit on my lap. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't I know he's afraid of the cat. I don't know if the cat has been bothering him, but like this is his new spot where he has to like sit on my lap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I know, honey. I know you're scared about something I don't know what. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Um all right, well, there we are. If if you're on audio only, there's a huge labrador on my lap right now because he's really got some psychological problems. And I don't know what to do about it. Um, here he comes there. Uh, now he's on my desk. My Labrador is on my desk. I don't understand why he needs to be on the desk. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it could be the cat. But I'm not totally sure. I'm not totally sure why... He is on the desk. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I guess I'll just do the show like this with a dog on my lap. It's a little confusing. Yeah, I know. He is a cute puppy. He's just got some serious psychological issues right now, is all. And I don't understand. Um, anyways, um, all right, Sparky, you have to get off my lap. I can't concentrate this way. I this is impossible. I I have to put on a show and you are uh oh, the podcast the bo- broadcast has been interrupted. Oh no. Oh no. Sparky, get down. Hold on. The po- the broadcast has been interrupted. Sparky, get down. Get down. Go on. Come on. Get down. Go on. Get down. Good puppy. Go talk to Clarabel or something. You can beat the cat up. Oh, okay. It says it's ending. Well, that's terrible. Hold on. Um, I'm not. It says... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's probably my dog. Now he's under the desk. It's just... It's sparky, go away. Go away, honey. Go. 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 Talk to somebody else i'm not i can't right now i'm doing a show uh, huh oh uh, anyways um so <laughs> yeah, so anyways, I just fight all the time, and um because I don't know what else to do I don't know what else to do. To try to make the world a better place. um. I literally have no idea. I have no idea, like, how to push my cause ahead more. Other than yelling. You don't think it's possible. Yeah. Like, so... Where I'm at in the world right now is kind of, um, yeah. Oh, Omi fell down a rabbit hole the other night. Oh, I love your rabbit holes. Do tell me what you found out, Omi. Is it about aliens? Um, it was videos of interviews filmed in 78 of people born in the 1800s. Ooh, that's cool. I bet that is cool. Um... So, I i mean, people used to tell me, oh, well, Sage, you're being too mean to the mayor. Omi says the suffering and misery has been around longer than we have. Yeah. Did the videos Omi said that? So is that what they were talking about in the videos, Omi? Um, that's kind of my feeling right now is that we are not going to end suffering. And I know when I say that, there's some on our page. I will watch them when you get it. I will Omi. me. Um, in fact, maybe I'll, if I have maybe here in a little bit, I'll go over there on the show and look at them. Um, I bet that's pretty awesome. Uh, I just, Like, like this morning. Well, here I'll tell you a story. This uh, friend of mine last night, um, Omi says, Just anytime you try to alleviate suffering, more is created to compensate for the fu- suffering that was lost. I absolutely believe that. I don't know if that is some sort of religion or if that is a cosmic reality that everybody knows except for me. But I believe that you remove one suffering and new suffering appears. New suffering appears. I listened to this woman who escaped North Korea on the Joe Rogan podcast. North Korea is like makes hell look like a paradise. I had to stop listening. It was it was so unbelievably terrible in North Korea. I'm like, this can't even be true. But it was so crazy. I'm like, it must be true. If somebody was lying, you wouldn't lie that much um, about stuff. I don't think. I don't think you would. <sighs> and um so Video of defectors. Watch the videos of defectors online. Yeah, okay, I will. Isn't it amazing everything that's online? So, like, I woke up this morning. Oh yeah, so I was uh, I was at a soccer game last night watching uh, girls soccer. Uh, um, uh, Falcons, the Firestone Falcons girls soccer team. Amazing, amazing. Uh, there's a there's a girl, a young woman. I don't know what high school. Females like to be called a young woman, a young woman, uh, on the soccer team. Her name is Nicolette. And she also kicks for the football team and she's friends with my son and she's awesome. She's awesome at everything. Nicolette's amazing. There's a lot of awesome kids in the world. Um, so at any rate, I'm I'm talking to this friend of mine, this mom of one of the kids, well, no, no. I I take that back. I was on the phone with another friend of mine who called. We were having we're having some issues in our homeless community. Okay, and um, the issues have come down to like if you saw on Facebook, I was bitching about um, meth and opiate use, and I really don't care if people. Um, use drugs. I, I think, I think people should use drugs. I'm a firm believer in drugs. Um, I don't, it's none of my business. What you do in your own personal time. That's my libertarian side. I, I stay the hell out of it. And, um, that's what bothers me about conservatives. They're like yelling about masks. And then they, they do these new laws about telling women what they can do with their bodies. Drives me insane. Drives me freaking insane. I'm like, all right, I totally can respect that you don't want to wear a mask, you moron, but uh then the next breath you come over and 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 legislate women's bodies? Holy crap, what a dick you are. And so, um I'm like a libertarian. I'm like, look, your body, your choice. Do whatever the hell you want. You want to you want to uh do sex work, do sex work. You want to do every drug on planet Earth, do every drug. You want to uh, uh, base jump. You want to, uh, skydive. You want to, uh, um, cave dive, whatever. I don't give a crap what you do with your life. It's yours, bro. I'm going to stay the hell out of it. As long as you don't hurt me, you go have fun. Just don't fall out of the sky on top of me. That's all I ask. I don't feel like you have a right to fall, jump off of a skyscraper onto me or any other human, but the sidewalk can handle it. You want to fall off of a building and fall onto the sidewalk. I think the sidewalk will be just fine. Go right ahead. I'm not even going to talk you out of it. It's your life. You want to do it. You won. You're the right to your life. I don't care. I mean, I care And maybe I would talk you out of it. I don't know. I'd be like, really? How about we do this tomorrow? How about, um, yeah, someone does have to clean it up. That does suck. You can't clean up your own mess when you're dead. But you know what? People do it. And in fact, ServPro will do it. ServPro, look, somebody died in the bathroom of my house. I used to live across the street. They were in there for like a week I, it's so bad I could smell the body outside of the house, in my house. ServPro came right over. They were happy to do it. They were there a long time, too. ServPro, man. They'll clean up everything. They're happy to go clean up whatever mess you make. It's fine. Uh, uh. So, like, do we charge people to kill themselves? <laughs> do we charge them? Well, that's a great question. Because do you remember this guy uh, this happens and then liberals or somebody yeah like but yes, you can jump use this building but we require a cleaning deposit fee. <laughs> so only the rich get to kill themselves off the top of a building? I, yeah. I Let's see. Uh guy who tried to go to Hawaii in a kayak. Remember this guy? There. Oh, here's some video. Let's watch it. Well, right now in Marin... Hold on.
0: ...in County, a man is trying to become the first person to travel from California to Hawaii only by kayak and alone. Yeah, he left Saus- Sausalito this morning. James Torres explains why the kayaker is taking on this risky journey. Woo! Just hilarious. before five this morning, the journey began. I just love life. It's, uh, I know it's, it's it seems like a, a silly slogan, a motto, but. For 12 years, Ciro Deramo followed that silly motto and learned what it took to become an expert kayaker. He will attempt
1: to add a new. Again, uh, what com- the requirements to become an expert kayaker is to be rich and get a kayak like this.
0: New record to his resume, kayaking 2,400 nautical miles through the Pacific. To Hawaii alone are you crazy
1: <laughs> yeah only the rich can kill themselves I think that's true <laughs> well it's a- the poor have to suffer their entire long horrid existence
0: takes a little bit of a, a, a craziness I guess I wouldn't call it craziness I think it's passion it's a-
1: passion craziness eh, who cares I don't know craziness is subjective. <laughs>
0: Uh, passion and, and understanding my uh, myself and my limits and I'm pushing my own boundaries but I think I could do that with a specialized kayak Cyril says he's doing this because he sees it as an opportunity to live life to the fullest some last-minute packing Look like a whiskey <laughs> some final goodbyes Goodbye. and some kind of you only live once attitude that is becoming an inspiration to his fellow kayakers. Yeah, I mean, it's really uncharted territory for what he's doing. You know, there's people who've done it in a rowboat. We did it in a rowboat, but what he's doing in a kayak is a...
1: Wow, you can get to Hawaii in a rowboat.
0: Is a totally different level. Just after five this morning, Cyril takes off from under the Golden Gate Bridge it will be in there open water for about 70 days, 70 hoping days. to complete a journey never before taken on kayak. And I think uh, I'm going to learn so much in two months. I don't know what.
1: You don't know but what?
0: Feeling the water of the
1: ocean, uh, and uh, it's going to be a, it's blast. a beautiful picture. My kayak looks nothing like that no. kayak. <laughs> we use the term loosely. All right, so here's the deal. That lasted like two days or something. Uh, Let's see. The Daily Mail. Adventure 44, attempting to break world record by kayaking 2,400 miles. A holiday was 64 days. has to be rescued just 70 miles into the trip. (laughs) When a violent storm strikes, the man was lifted from his kayak by a U.S. Coast Guard. Helicopter Saturday night after making it just five days into a planned 64-day solo trip from California to Hawaii. Departed from Sausalito, four miles uh, north of San Francisco on May 31st. And the goal reaching Honolulu by August 3rd to break the world record. Uh, Yeah, that crap did not work. News of the Frenchman's attempt made it far and wide, appearing in papers all over the world. By June 2nd, just two days into his trip, Deremo was forced to anchor his kayak and hunker down in his cabin as rough winds and powerful waves that were crashing on top of his vessel left him seasick. Can you imagine puking in that thing? Uh, there he is. Okay, Coast Guard crew is seen rescuing Deremo via helicopter on Saturday night. Uh, yeah. I paddled nonstop for seven hours and I'm super tired. Super uh says the french-born entrepreneur and motivational speaker still a bit weak from yesterday's seasickness so can't eat much forcing myself wind is increasing tonight and stronger and stronger till saturday that's when his trip came to a premature end his ground team lost track of him his anchor was damaged and he found himself violently tossed from side to side along with all the equipment that was stored in the cabin uh, yeah, anyways. ooh, look at that. Whoa, bad news bears losing his anchor and winds projected to reach 45 knots. Made it clear he had called it quits on his Odyssey, which he had prepped for for three years. The crew of Coast Guardmen was deployed via. All right, do you feel me? And then, like, people were like, Look at all the money this guy chuck cost, you know, $40,000. I heard it cost $40,000. Um, Okay, look, these are when the logistics get tricky because somebody had to pay for this guy's rescue. And I'm quite sure it wasn't even him. our, Our taxpayers paid for it, right? So the question is, Does this guy have a right to a uh, Coast Guard pickup because he wanted to try something crazy? Do we have a right to a fire department? Do we have a right to a fire department if we do things that the fire department says not to do, like use a space heater with an extension cord? Yeah, do we, are we required by society's mores and laws to rescue this guy for a stupid choice? Says, Omi says, well, yeah, if I'm hiking and get lost, I sure as shit want services to come rescue me. Exactly. You didn't need to go hiking. You didn't need to use an extension cord on that uh 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 space heater that burnt down your house. You didn't need to eat all that McDonald's that um made you have a, get a heart bypass. Omi says, I had a baby as a teenager. Stupid choice. I want the government to help me with child care and health care. There you go. I would say probably a conservative would be like, no way. No way. You have to have the baby, Omi. Can't, can't not have the baby, but we're not helping you with child care and health care. Don't be stupid. So these are the interesting questions of life. No way to me the teen. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it, because you're a teen. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think now, in Ohio, we have this heartbeat law, right? Uh, um. Yeah, but the way the, yeah, but yes, way to the adrenaline junkie kayaker, right? So there it is, right? So, um, a hundred percent that guy can run out there again today and we'll go rescue his ass. I don't think there's any limit to it, right? There's no limit. What about the guy in the rowboat that rowboated to uh, Hawaii? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. When you um, go hiking in like a national park or a national forest, they oftentimes ask you to say your uh, tell your itinerary. So if you don't come back, they can go rescue your ass. Oh, hey, so you ever heard of the boss program? No. Tell me about the boss program. Um, So the fact of the matter is they're trying to save people before they're on, un- but they have unsavable problems. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, there's a certain trails that you have to have a permit. Okay. So there's certain trails that you have to have a permit to hike right on. So do we want to live in a world where if we make a stupid choice, we don't get saved? And I would hope you would be able to say, hell no, I don't want to live in that world. I make stupid choices all the time. I make stupid choices all the time. Everybody does. And we want our ass to get helped. If we make a stupid choice, How about, uh, driving too fast? How many people like to drive too fast and get in an accident? Oh, Omi says the boss program is in Summit County, pays kids to go to school monthly $500 graduation bonus. They're laying adults, uh, to go to job training interviews. They're paying adults to go to job training bonus when, uh, bonus when you, Keep your job three months, six months and a year, paninis for promotion and raises. Wow. And you just you just got a speeding ticket, homie, did. <laughs> if you were in an accident and you were speeding, should you have a right to uh somebody to pick you up? Of course. And a bonus for a promotion. That's pretty good. The fact of the matter is. We live in a society where we have services that will come and get us out of whatever stupid mess we found ourselves in. And thank goodness we do. No, no, no. Your typos were fine, Omi. I got it. Uh I do wanna I wanna check that out. So um but what if you're speeding to keep up with the flow of traffic for safety? Sure. Go with the flow of traffic. I feel like, uh, should always rescue first ask. Yes. Yeah, always rescue first. Ask questions later. How about what's going on in some of these, um, uh, emergency rooms that are getting too filled up the ICUs with the COVID people. How, like, I heard somebody say in some cities we're going to have to make choices now because they were running out of room. If a person that uh, decided, yeah, so who decides to turn who away? Uh, Rocky, my wife, says that they're just moving people to different hospitals or whatever, which is good. If you made a choice to not get the vaccination and you end up in a hospital, you have the right to host being taken care of in the hospital. It is a, Omi uh, says it sounds like a classic ethics class dilemma. Absolutely, it is. So, and I would say, they say that, Like what 97% of the people that are getting hospitalized for COVID are not vaccinated people, which incidentally are probably more conservative. So they're the ones that are anti-vax and absolutely we should not be making moral judgments as to who gets the treatment and who doesn't. If you have the bed and you're in the hospital, you get the bed, even though uh, Mahatma Gandhi himself comes in with a heart attack. Like, you know, Jesus, Jesus himself comes in with a heart attack, can't rescue himself. Uh, The the, um, hospital is full of COVID patients who do not, uh, you know, chose to not use the vaccination and there's no bed for Jesus. Jesus misses out. Right? Right? I can't see any other way to do it. The junkie vet, the pregnant teen, the paralyzed middle class person or something like that. There you go. And this is where it's all headed. What about the junkie? What about the addict? Because I'm here to tell you, I was just talking to a person that was like, oh, hey, Sage, I heard about this new housing place for veterans homeless veterans and they have open spots and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have a homeless veteran. And they're like, Oh man, you should have him call. I'm like, that sounds great. And they're like, Oh, just one thing. Is he using drugs or alcohol? I'm like, Oh yeah, he likes to drink. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. He would not, he would need to quit drinking. So there you go. Now, they have every right as a private organization to turn people away or not turn people away. But what I'm saying as a society is that the homeless veteran that drinks is indeed being, um, what's that word? Segregated or, uh, 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 the word everybody knows. Where you know, like, the, 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 he's he's being, um, you know, he's being withheld services because. <laughs> homie he says Jesus sounds like an illegal immigrant gardener. So <laughs> who cares about him? That's a good point. Bad example. How about? Oh, I got a better example. How about uh, Jeff Bezos? Okay, check it out. Jeff Bezos. Uh, is dying of a heart attack. And the hospital he goes to is filled with poor, conservative, non college educated white people that hate black people, hate libtards, hate everybody, evil, terrible people, terrible, terrible people. <laughs> Filled with them and didn't get the vaccination. Fat, overweight, probably going to die tomorrow anyways. Does Jeff Bezos get a pass? No, he does not. No, he does not. Because somebody, as somebody said, who decides? You can't decide. Uh, Yeah, it says sounds like those people don't like a challenge. They don't want to have to work hard. Yeah, isn't that the American way? So, okay. So if you've seen some of my posts on um, Facebook, you've seen I've been complaining about meth users. (laughs) And the reason I'm complaining about meth users recently is because my meth user friends are getting on my nerves. (laughs) I'm sheltering them and they're annoying the shit out of me. I'm sorry. There's my probably 15th politically incorrect statement. What the hell is that? What? Shut up. I don't even know what that is. Why is my, no, do not call me. Do not call me. Um, look, uh, I wish I could see into the mind of a math user. I know, I know. Um, uh, it was somebody calling me on Facebook. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, So, okay, let me tell you why I'm annoyed by meth users today. Now, I'm reluctant to tell you this in case you are a person that is uh, anti-addict and you could be like, oh, yeah, look, oh, what Sage said. Like, I'm going to be the Bill Cosby of of addiction right now. I don't want to be that guy. And I'm not that guy. Okay. Okay. So Omi says something very interesting. Like, I don't get it. Like, sleep, don't you miss sleeping? But I understand a lot. Sleeping is complicated because they don't have the comfortable place to sleep. Okay, I want to show you something that my friend Kevin wrote about meth. Uh, It sounded a little, actually, um, a little addicted himself. I don't know if he was on anything when he wrote it or not, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Hold on. Let me find it. Let me find it. Hold on. Because it was. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Okay. Um one second. It's gonna be so worth it when I find this. Please let me find it. Two more comments. Dang it. Dougown it. Oh wait. Okay. Wait, it's not that one. All right. It's worth it. I know that this is not good for a a show, but I really want you to hear what he said. So I'm going to scroll, 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 uh, Nah, I lost it. Never mind. Never mind. I can't find it. I really want you to hear what he said because it was so good. Kevin howled. Kevin, where are you, buddy? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. I know you're in here. Please, I want people to hear your awesome thoughts. Anyways, a day ago. I can't find it. me! All right. Never mind. I'm sorry. Right, I I got to stop. But now you see I have this problem because I can't stop. Because I want to. Ah! I found it! Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now just freaking go through five of these. And, of course... I can't find this either. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. My friend Kevin Howell gave a really great um, description of what it was like. And the um, the general gist is that it's just like a Superman drug. Like whoosh. You're filled with euphoria and strength and power um, and the whole deal. But here's the downside from my perspective, Okay. First of all, the kind of meth that you're getting, I believe, changes your personality. And I swear that there's some bad meth going on. So, yeah, so there's tons of confidence. You have tons of confidence. And it's super cheap. You can't, like, like I think it maybe is similar to crack or coke, but that, like, doesn't last nearly as long as it's too expensive. Um, so you just are filled with euphoria. I think is is the is the is the overarching feeling. Okay. You're filled with euphoria. And but you're also then oftentimes filled with paranoia. Like I have a friend who believes that other homeless people are watching him with cameras. Okay. So they believe he is being they are he's being tracked with cameras, and to fight back, he then um filled a bucket with pea urine, and threw it in their tent. Okay? That's the kind of bull crap I have to deal with because this guy is convinced people are watching him with cameras. Mind you, these are homeless people that can't afford cameras, but they believe it so much that to retaliate, he threw urine in their tents. I had to throw away the tents. I couldn't get the urine smell out. I couldn't do it. Uh, Yeah. So imagine, well, he says, imagine those thoughts being in your head. That would be awful. Yes, it would be awful. And I am not here to, I, and there is no convincing. Otherwise I've never, I used to try to convince uh, uh, meth users that that rock wasn't talking to them, that that rock wasn't from outer space, that that rock wasn't from God. I gave up. The only thing I try to do is just get away because literally they'll talk to me about a rock for hours and I can't. I'll have to watch video footage of a rock. I'll have to watch video footage of how the sun is reflecting on a rock. I can't do it, man. I just cannot do it. I get so bored because I'm not where they are in life at that moment. I don't give a crap about that rock. Okay. So then, so there's paranoia, all right? And the paranoia makes other people paranoid because the other meth people believe it all. They believe it all. Yeah, Omi says, no, I'm not on meth. And when I'm in a panic attack, good luck convincing me my thoughts are legitimate. Yeah, re- or yeah, right? We must realize that humans are, we believe what we b- think we believe it we believe it we believe it and so what is happening now is (laughs) then there's real fear okay so the drug so then i was harping on drug dealers recently and i don't mean to generalize on all drug dealers i i don't and 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 Omi pointed out that like uh, drug dealers are people too and i will say there's a cool i think he's cool I've never heard anything bad about him. I've never even met him. He's a, a guy that sells pot, and he's, he just sits in his house all day. S- people come in, buy pot, and he plays video games all day. He seems like a totally chill guy. Uh, people like his pot. He's, you know, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> he's unobtrusive. Great guy. A lot of the pot guys are great people. But what happens is uh, – you can't click your fingers and change your thinking patterns. It's neuroplasticity. Wow, right. So what happens is these meth and opiate drug dealers love to get people Oh, They like to own people. And so they, 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 they get people to owe them money, okay? They get people to owe them money, and then they threaten to kill them because I think they think it's fun. I think they think that it's fun to terrorize people. Now, you do not need to sell drugs to people on credit. Okay, Omi says there's some drug dealers that are in it for the money and lifestyle, but the, but they've been conditioned to want it. There's some that are stuck in poverty and they all and they know they and all they know to fix it for sure, for sure. I have thought many many times about becoming a drug dealer just so I could be an ethical drug dealer. I would love to sell pure shit if I could get my hands on it that is not without uh, fentanyl in it. And I would never let you buy drugs on credit. You come to me when you have money. But all the drug dealers take, money, take it on credit, okay? And when you owe, you are afraid for your life. Those evil ones, imagine the shit they've lived through to think that that's how the world works. I know, I know, I know. I get it. I totally get it. I'm not, I don't mean to hate on them. I'm just sick of the shit. I'm sick of it. And I'm not saying that they don't have a shitty life. And quite honestly, some of them are my friends. I'm just going to say it. Um, I have very, I i, I have very good conversations with them they won't kill them they can't get money Uh, they'll i look these drug dealers will put hits out on people and i have seen some real near misses and people have gotten killed okay i'm telling you it happens it happens and then i don't know if i've told you this story but i'll say it again I called the cops on a drug dealer once because he was trying to cut the leg off of a friend of mine on my property, okay? That's when it crosses the line for me. When you start doing your shit on my property, I'm fucking not taking it anymore. And so I called the cops on him. And you know what happened? Not a goddamn thing to the person who did it, okay? Not a damn thing. And the cop called me and said this, said, look, that guy can't take you all at once. I'm telling you that's what the cop told me. That if you go, if you all go after him at once, he can't kill all of you. I am the God's honest truth telling you that's what that cop told me. Okay. Okay. For sure, these drug users are, are dealers are on their own drugs, which compounds the problem because then they get paranoid and they get freaked out. It's absolutely they're using their own products. And a lot of them end up homeless because they're both mostly just paying for their own drug habit. Some will do math to keep up with the tweakers, to sell to tweaks you have to keep, keep, keep tweak hours. You're true. That's 100% absolutely positively true. Um, and so fuck that cop because, and, oh, and here it is. Okay. Here we go. I had a friend who ratted out, um, a drug dealer who put a hit on another friend of ours and he ended up killing himself. Okay. Because, and oh, oh, here you go. He ended up killing him. We tried to get him out of town. We gave him a debit card and uh, he didn't have an ID, so he couldn't get on a bus, he couldn't get on a plane, and so we got him to a truck stop and he, we thought that he could hitch a ride on a truck and get out of town. The police sent him back to Akron because he said he couldn't be at the truck stop. Um, Omi says, I strongly feel cops don't want to end it. It's job security and they get their sense of purpose and fill their egos by checking, chasing the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, it's an ego rush. And they're not there to end it. They just are there to be that guy, you know? Uh, my Uber driver was an off-duty cop and, in Chicago, and I had an interesting conversation with him. I don't know if I can share that. But uh, it's their identity, that she's saying. And uh, some use it to justify being a bad person. Well, Well, I'm an alcoholic who beats my wife, but it's because I chase bad guys. There you go. Great point. That's right. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. Um, So look, I am not like I'm telling you I am friends with these drug dealers and where I am right now, and, and I feel their pain. If you are owed, you should get your money, okay? But the problem is they shouldn't have lent the money. They're doing it as, as a setup to control the person, okay? So it bothers me. It bothers me that they uh, take, uh, they sell drugs on credit. We all know why they do it, so they can control these people. I don't know, friends or acquaintances. I don't know. I have lovely conversations with them. I drive them around. I have com- I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, friends or acquaintances. I don't know where it draws the line with anybody. I'm going to call them friends. They're my friends, absolutely they're my friends um so um, but they piss me off. Don't your friends piss you off <laughs> um, and they're violent and vicious. um, I don't know, have you ever wanted to murder your friends <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, because I can't we can't get these people off of the streets. Because uh, the cops rightfully have to follow the law. Nobody will rat them out. And even when you do rat them out, a lot of times the cops won't chase it down or whatever. Um, uh, I like to have one friend and everybody else is just somebody I know. Right. Uh, right. Uh, that's how I feel. So I, uh, then I've just opened it up. Everybody's my friend. Everybody's my friend. If I've had a conversation with you and we converse on a regular basis, poof, you're my friend. That's it. So we're friends, homie. See? We're friends. So um um and I would love that. I love thinking that you're my friend, honestly. Um so at any rate the So I'm not calling the cops anymore. Hell no. Oh, Omi says, I heard cops dismiss someone's complaint because we have murders to look for. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, so my friend that killed himself went to the cops because he felt it was wrong that this drug dealer, um, uh, tried to put a hit on our other friend. And, uh, and then it was found out that he called the cops and then that's the kiss of death. And that guy, he did end up killing himself because he was just freaked out, freaked out, freaked out. So, um, I'm not calling the cops anymore. I'm not because I don't need that fucking shit. I'm not calling the cops because I have called the cops. The person didn't get taken in. My friends have called the cops. The person didn't get taken in. So fuck that. The cops are like, well, you got to talk. You got to talk. Fuck you. I'm not talking because I don't trust you. I trust what's going to fucking happen if they find out. So fuck you. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. (laughs) I'm not doing it I mean why why but I do think about killing them honest to God I do but I'm not going to do that either Uh, oh do you know that movie where um, oh was it Clint Eastwood what was that movie hold on Clint Eastwood is an old guy that kills all those drug dealers. The Mule. Is that what it was? No. I don't know. The Mule? Do you remember that movie where he was like um The Mule 2018. Wait a second. The Mule. I don't think it's The Mule. The Mule. Oh, yeah. No, turn drug meal. No, 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 no. But I do want to see. It. Let's see. He had a car. Clint Eastwood, old guy with a car.
0: Here's a summary from ah, Wikipedia. Gran Torino. Torino is a 2008 American drama film it. directed you and produced this? by Clint Eastwood.
1: Remember this? Clint Eastwood, this movie, Gran Torino. So I'm going to spoil it for you. Um, he sets it up at the end. Basically, I forget exactly how he does it, but, uh, uh, he goes out in a blaze of glory and shoots up all these like drug dealers or something. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't know, but it was cool. I mean, maybe I'll do that. Wouldn't that be an awesome way to go down? Uh, like, like just start shooting up all these drug dealers. <laughs> Uh Yeah, Omi says it hits it right on the point. But why are drugs even illegal? What, like, what was the reason? So the reason they say, okay, why did Nixon make drugs illegal? Have you heard this? Um, okay, so this is what they say. This is what they say. Um. Okay, but as John Ehrlichman, Nixon's counsel and assistant to Mexico Affairs, revealed in 1994, the real public enemy in 1971 wasn't really drugs or drug abuse. Rather, the real enemies of the Nixon administration were the anti-war left and the blacks, and the war on drugs was designed as an evil, deceptive, and sinister policy to wage a war on those two groups. In an article in the April 2016 issue of The Atlantic, author and reporter Dan Baum explains how John Ehrlichman, the Watergate co-conspirator, unlocked for me one of the greatest mysteries in American history. Um, So he says, you want to know what this was really all about? He asked with the bluntness of a man who, after public disgrace and a stretch in federal prison had left to protect the Nixon campaign in 1968, and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and the black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or blacks, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and the blacks with heroin, and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. That's what, um, Ehrlichman said. So, um, I don't know, you know, was it, was I, sounds pretty legit to me that they, they did the war on drugs just so they could screw with hippies and black people. Um, let me know if the stream comes back on me. I don't know what happens when it drops out like that. That sucks. Oh my gosh, but I have to go because this show has run late. Um, Poof, I have to go. They're going to kick me off. I'm sorry. I will see you guys next week. I love you. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.